to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wanting the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and I just want to say sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for the support in the last episode. The fact that you guys came out in droves, enjoyed a quality episode with Senior Pelo, it really means a lot. But now that October is over, why don't we go ahead and kick off today's episode with something sweet, hot, and fresh from the oven. Today's guest is Cookie Dough, an artist and drag queen with a sensational style and bombastic personality to boot. This was a guest that was recommended to me by my wonderful co-showrunner, Tipsy J. Hearts, and honestly, the conversation that you're about to hear really lived up to the expectations. Like, seriously, Cookie was a fantastic guest, which, uh, for both the funny stuff that we talk about, but also the serious stuff that we talk about, considering, you know, like I said, she's a drag queen. That was something that we obviously had to address considering the the world's stance on drag queen stuff. But regardless, I sincerely think it is a fantastic conversation that you guys are going to absolutely love and enjoy today. If you enjoy Cookie Dough, please make sure you support her with the links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. You know I see that stuff and you know it warms my heart. And speaking of my co-showrunner, Tipsy J Hearts, if you guys have not already, I highly recommend you check out the Indiegogo for The Evil Little Thing. This is a project that Tipsy has been wanting to make for years, and we are going forward to try to raise funds to make the pilot a reality, and we need your help. Please check out the link in the description below if you want to see an incredible adult animated horror comedy starring a demon goat causing chaos to suburbia. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. There you go. There we go. Boom. Hi, baby. Hello, hello, hello. That is wonderfully done, if I do say so myself. Thank you. I tried to do a little postmodern pop art for you guys. <laughs> Look, I, I'm, I'm, it's not the first time I say this. Just because we're called the postmodern art podcast doesn't mean really emphasize postmodern art. <laughs> well, honestly, I loved it because I've been trying to push myself and do different makeup looks. So I was like, let's try it out and see what happens. So, well, I, but thank I, you. Yeah, I think you're certainly rocking it more than anything else. I don't think I've really seen many people really. Well, I've, I've seen some here and there, but like you're really getting that aesthetic down more than anything else. Uh, thank you. You're <laughs> certainly welcome. How are you doing today, by the way? I'm doing great. I'm doing really great. It was a beautiful day. You know, I was excited, looking forward to this. So a little good. eager, but not too bad. How about yours? Uh, it feels pretty good. Kind of a, a low energy kind of day. I just got off of a uh, live stream about an hour or so ago to where me and some group of friends were uh, raising money for breast cancer awareness. So there you nice. go. Nice. I hope it went very well. Uh, we raised like 700 bucks. So yeah. <laughs> Yes, congratulations. Absolutely. I was like I was kind of surprised by it because like don't get me wrong they're more of like a uh uh lesser known like streaming group or whatnot and like when we, okay. were, when we were starting and whatnot like it's, it's you know calm casual vibes and then all of a sudden a bunch of people started coming in some per one person donated 100 bucks, one person that we all knew donated like 300 bucks in one go. I'm like, "How do you have this money?" <laughs> You know what? It's crazy. I worked in nonprofits for a little bit mm -hmm. and the amount of people who actually have a savings to put towards 
nonprofits and donations and things like that is actually really impressive that a lot of people do that. So that's probably where they all get it from. <laughs> you know, that is probably the truth. But regardless, I was just surprised but grateful that, you know, we got a decent turnout and people were more than willing to help out, you know, save the nipples and all stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If you would have told me, I would have brought them today. Uh, you know, <laughs> duly noted for the 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 extra special episode. But now, joke. I'm joking. Um, Modern they, podcast after dark. They, they, it, it's it's the post 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 show. You know. <laughs> uh, sincerely, uh, thank you for being able to sit down and do this, even on such short notice. It's one of those, like, we were kind of scrambling because we had a guest drop out last minute, and Tipsy was the one that recommended me to you, um, and uh, I, which I was genuinely surprised, but I was also kind of honored, partially because you would be the first time we'd ever have a drag queen on this podcast, and like, that's something that I've wanted to have on the podcast, talk about that just as an art form on its own, because I'm sure you could probably attest to it with how you got prepared for today. It's a whole process just to look this good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. 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 Uh, yeah. When Tipsy reached out to me, I was like, absolutely. I got nothing going on Sunday. Well, I was like, first, let me check. And then when I saw my schedule was clear, I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. I love meeting new people and just being able to chit chat and just, you know, shoot the shit, if you will. Amen to that. <laughs> if I may ask just out of the blue, how do you know Tipsy before? Like, is it just like she's followed you beforehand and, you know, that was just a, a moment or whatnot or? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I'm not really sure. Okay. I might have met her, them at a like lunar fair. I might have met them at a show. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I'd have to go back and see, but I'm pretty sure it's just through Instagram. Well, regardless, I'm glad that the connection was made, and I'm glad you're able to take time to be here because I can tell this is going to be a very, a very fun conversation. Just even going through your stuff from the past or whatnot, like I think we're gonna have some fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. That's what I like to do is have some fun. And also, sorry, Tipsy, if we met before and I'm not recalling. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, Cookie, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say, absolutely. Let's say you get to go to a desert island on your own accord. It's just you along with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit with accommodations you're not stranded on island it's like a little like island vacation away from everything just by yourself okay tell okay. me to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of headspace you want on this island if given this opportunity what would that one piece be Ooh, that is a great question i've never thought of that mm -hmm. to be honest i would have to go with the simplicity of paper and a writing utensil. Paper and writing uh, utensil, okay. Yeah, and hear me out, hear me out, because here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, long-term and just anything, because I can use it to draw. Mm -hmm. I can use it to write music if I was into that. I can use it to document my time there. Um, to me, I really like to be grounded and, like, be one with nature so i rather sit outside and listen to that and like write it all down so i think outside the box that that would be my answer is a pen and paper some I, pen and paper i mean that's very valid especially with, like you said if you like to be out in nature kind of absorbing yourself in that like natural beautiful lush environment and then just kind of translating it onto you know pencil and paper one way or another i mean that's that's a great way of both like really taking in the environment but also exercising your art skills 
Yeah, right? I mean, it's taking it back to the old school, the original, like how a lot of people start their art is with the pen and paper. And I think instead of jumping to the end, let's start at the beginning. Because if I'm on a vacation, I'm I'm here to enjoy. I'm not here to like, you know, anything like that. So yeah, beautiful simplicity. Plus, I really like to draw and journal a lot too. So I think that would be my biggest thing. Good, good. But if that's the case, then you, I think we can easily agree. The the classic pencil and paper. That's your answer. You're locking that in. Yes, I'm locking that. Lock it in, baby, please. <laughs> then that's the case. I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, the Evil Little Thing is currently having their Indiegogo campaign. Be sure to support that or spread the word if you can. Link to that will be in the description below. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Postmod Art Pod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> she is an artist and drag queen with a sensational style and bombastic personality to boot. Welcome to the podcast, Cookie Dough! The crowd goes wild. <laughs> Cookie dough, cookie dough, cookie dough. Who's hungry, batches? There you go. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Now that I'm getting an opportunity to sit down and chat with you, um, like I said in our little preamble part, more than anything else, um, even on such short notice, the instant I saw what you were producing and the stuff you're kind of presenting, I knew this was going to be an interesting conversation because I just instantly loved your presentation more than anything else and something that we'll definitely divulge a lot more into but before really divulge to the stuff you're doing nowadays i want to go back just a little bit and learn more or less the origin story of cookie or maybe the person behind it whatever you want to indulge me with what got you interested in art in the first place oh my parents for sure um my parents for sure but also i would have to say just me in general always being kind of drawn to artistic things whether it was drawing whether it was painting singing singing even though i don't have a singing voice it's not my thing um i just like to have a good time and my parents growing up were like that as well they were all about having a great time i mean my dad is known for being the first guy on the dance floor and the last one off growing (laughs) up he you know he's i would i like to say sometimes he's the one that introduced drag to me because he was part of the fire department and we used to go to these parades and he would always dress up in these crazy outfits bikinis and wolf masks dresses and like witches like crazy things all the time yeah right and so we would also dress up too you know i remember growing up dressed up as dalmatians and things like that so i've always lived in a very artistic home my mother likes to paint as well i used to grow up sitting at the table while she was doodling she i was doodling right next to her trying to be like "Ooh, how do you do that okay cool you know so little things like that so that's really kind of my start of getting into art I mean, it's always good, especially at that young of age, to kind of have that, like, creative force, like, present in your parents. Because I know, you know, you can probably see this in some society, some bits of society, but sometimes that, like, artistic creative venture is really squashed, especially early on when people be like, yeah, get real, that's not where the money is, da 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 So to hear that, yeah. like, for you that early on, like, it was a true driving force, like, especially thinking back, that's got to be almost, like, elating in the long term, seeing where you are now. Oh, absolutely. I think my parents all the time and I'm very, I can't, I think the universe all the time for my amazing parents and the life they've given me, the opportunities 
the lessons that I've learned with them and just allowing me to always be 100% authentically me. Because if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today, to be honest. Well, there you go. So speaking of the person that you are today, when did it go from just like a general introduction and love for art to a passion and potentially making it your career? Uh, probably a few years ago when I, when I started to really how like practice doing makeup and do like really diving into the drag culture okay. and understand drag and playing drag more. I was always very shy growing up and a little like nervous. Like I've always wanted to step out of the box and I've, oh, and I have stepped out of the box a lot of times, but a lot of times I'm a little bit more reserved just because of growing up in you know, the everyday atmosphere of just, you know, if you were a little bit, like you kind of said a few moments ago, artistic, then you're viewed differently, you're treated differently, especially being part of the LGBTQIA uh, plus community. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's that too. There's I, the bullying, I guess you can say, you know, things like that. So I was always scared to jump into that. But about four years ago, five years ago, five years ago, I started getting into makeup and okay. sitting in my bedroom just practicing. And then next thing I know, my partner was like, hey, I think, you know, why don't you try doing this? And why don't you try doing that? And, you know, kind of really kind of pushed me to get where I'm going to. So he was also part of the reason why my art started to come out. And then once I opened that door, I was like, paradise. This is this is what I want to do. I love this. I find so much joy and happiness in not only for myself, but what I bring to others out in the world and the universe. So, I mean, absolutely. I can only imagine, especially with, you know, ironically enough the 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 blank canvas that could be the human face like really exploring how you can really let that showcase on full blast like it makes me curious like what is it about makeup that like really wanted you to creep towards that and really explore that as a venture yeah um to throw it out there i'm a virgo so and as a virgo we like change okay and and very true to that i love change so this is going to be like a two-point two-part question so sorry if i jump ahead but we'll go ahead and explain how the name cookie kind of came into play too okay. and why i got into makeup because i like change so for me i like being able to be masculine and feminine i like being able to wake up and get dressed and do what i need to to feel however i'm feeling that day so i got into drag and makeup a lot because I wanted to be able to change myself. I didn't want to be the same person every day wearing the same thing, doing the same thing over and over again. To me, I don't like mundane things. So I like the change of it. I like being able to come into my room and be like, okay, am I feeling glamorous today? Am I feeling horror today? Am I feeling, you know, pop art, anything like that? And the best part about makeup is that you said it best in the question is that my face is my canvas. Mm -hmm. So it's, I get to practice on that, but the biggest thing I get to practice and the most important thing I get to practice is self-love. Because in moments of doing my makeup, I'm learning what I'm finding beautiful in my features and in my face and in my body and in my drag. And that's allowing me to become a lot more confident to be the person I am today. I mean, I can, I can only imagine that. Like, it's something that, like, you know, I don't know if you can tell from this beautiful mug myself, but I don't practice, you know, makeup that often or at all. But I can imagine if I took the time to really, like, 
define like what like the blemishes and stuff that I have on my face, what I could do to either punctuate what's there or to try to lighten up and like brighten up what is there. I can imagine that a lot of self-love would be present for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's, that goes for any art. I mean, really, whether it's your makeup or your singing or your drawing or even digital art nowadays, I mean, I feel like that's a big thing we have to start, you know, understanding and including in all these conversations because digital art is art and you know it is the way of the future and things like that but yeah self-love is huge you know doing your makeup you you really fall in love with yourself practice and drag you really learn to find out what you like and what you don't like it's really it's really interesting how doing makeup has opened up a lot of doors internally for me to grow into the person that i really wanted to be and now here i am still growing into that person but i'm still but i'm here making the strides i need to that's fantastic hearing hey why don't we just delve right into it because like i said and again the preamble or whatnot this is the first time i'm getting the opportunity to talk to a drag queen on this podcast so (laughs) i i'm genuinely curious obviously in the first place what was it about the the world of drag that really brought you into it what made you want to be a part of in the first place it's just it's who i am i love being masculine and feminine as i said earlier i like i like entertaining i like dressing up i like being a persona whether that's for fun and laughing whether that's for you know being an inspirational person to not only children but young adults and adults and seniors and everything like that it's just going putting on this makeup and putting on a wig and an outfit and just stepping out and seeing how many people are truly inspired by you Mm -hmm. it really just makes it like it becomes addicting it's it's so much fun because it's like i love people i love entertaining so why not be able to do it all at once and you know feed two birds with one scone so that's why i really kind of got into it I never heard it phrased like that. Feed two birds with one scone. That that's that's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I'm a filthy vegan, so I like to eat. <laughs> I say, oh, a filthy vegan. Okay, if that's the case. Thank you for having. Thank you for your time. It's been a wonderful putt. Now I'm joking. Eat vegetables, bitches. No, I'm I'm joking. I I respect those that that go with that lifestyle as well as the drag lifestyle, obviously. I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on here. I mean, especially especially with such a fun personality that you more or less presented yourself with this cookie dough. Now, I... Don't get me wrong. I know that the drag world has known for some unique names if you take the chance to look and dive deep into it. But why was cookie dough your choice and how did you embrace this character? Yeah, so uh, there's two main reasons why Cookie Dough was a choice. Uh, Well, three, actually. The first one is growing up, my mother's best friend was named Cookie, and I always kind of looked up to her. I loved her as a person. She was always friendly, very outgoing, very warm and welcoming. Um, So I really loved that. Uh, Reason number two is because of the marketing. I just love being clever. So I was like, what's a fun name that I can do things like, you know, I go, hey, batches, or... Stay sweet, don't get crumbled, check your diabetes before you bite into this cookie, bitch. You know, things like that, right? <laughs> um, but things like that. And then the other reason is because, to me, who doesn't love cookie? Right. Who doesn't love a form of cookie? But also as well, there's so many different types of cookies out there that I'm able to just kind of be who I want to be and not have to feel like I need to fit into these parameters sometimes. Because sometimes I feel like... Sometimes artists will 
cattle lock themselves into that's awful will fence them into some fence themselves into like a certain thing because they're trying to be a certain aesthetic or a certain genre whereas me i want to i want to be the jack of all trades and the king of nothing the queen of nothing if you will you know that's a that's a good way of looking at it more than anything else and i'm sorry to go ahead and put you on the spot when it comes to this but you brought it up i have to ask what is your favorite cookie Oh, oh, so many. But my all-time favorite, 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 favorite cookie is the Italian rainbow cookie. Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's a good choice. Delicious. Three layers with the raspberry and the chocolate. My, mm, I love it. So, But, I mean, Pitzels. I grew up in a very Italian household, and my grandmother is known to be the chef of all chefs in not only our family, but in the whole town she lives in, because she would always just feed and have people over. So I grew up with constant cookies around us, you know, the Italian cookies, all homemade and things like that. So that's kind of also the reason why is because my grandmother has such a special spot in my heart that it's kind of paying homage to her as well. Well, that's a sweet way of looking at it, both <laughs> figuratively and literally. You know, it's a little yeah. sweet to look at it like that. <laughs> I, I really thought this out about this thing. <laughs> I, I can tell. Like, I can only imagine how much planning you really put into this character just even in the first place. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the name is what goes into it, and the rest is just about the looks. But as for that, I'm just here having a good time. I'm not, you know, sometimes a lot of artists kind of hone in one thing. I'm trying to just do it all and see what I can and can't do. And if I'm not good at it, I'll keep practicing and see where it gets me from there. You know, I don't want to, I, I don't like to limit myself. I really like to live with the door open and having options of being able to do what, whatever I'm feeling like doing. Absolutely. You know, the, the more you talk about like the thought you put into your character and stuff like that, this is going to be a potentially weird analogy, but you see, I myself, I'm a wrestling fan. Like, I love, like, the WWE and that kind of lifestyle and stuff like that. So I imagine, like, dr- drag is kind of, in a way, like, there's a very closer connection to drag and wrestling than you think. I mean, there's these people that embrace personas that they might not present otherwise, or it's maybe just them elevated to a level 10 to where they think of incredible, like, backstories or, like, sentimental reasons why they chose like a name or a certain you know thing some long lines of that i mean you know obviously they're dressing up themselves they're presenting themselves to a gigantic audience and trying to put on a good show and everyone's trying to have fun like i imagine for you like it it it, in a way it's very similar it's kind of one of those like you get an opportunity to dress up you get to really go out there entertain the masses and just have a fun time yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit it. That's drag right there. Wrestling, what I do, what, you know, the COO of Colgate does, what the president of the United States, does. we're all just put dressing up for a persona or a position or a character to fulfill. So that way we are making ourselves feel good, right? When you think about it, when you break it down, we're, we're all doing it. You do it today just for the podcast. I'm sure you got dressed thinking, okay, what's something I want to wear comfortable or look good in or feel good in for my podcast, things like that. Like, that's what drag is, is that you're taking these things that make you feel good and you are what? Dragging it out yep. to become something bigger and better for you. Back in the day when maybe drag first started, drag used to be, it used to represent dress to resemble a gender but now it's just dress to resemble who you are and what you want to be and what you are embodying you know manifestation and embodiment is the biggest things to help you achieve the goals you want 
Absolutely. And I think from what I've been able to see, you've been doing a really good job presenting that to the fullest on your end with obviously cookie dough. I mean, once again, kind of joking, but also seriously, like it's very sweet how you've been able to, to have all these thoughts, put it out there. It's such a fun persona more than anything else. Like I can only imagine for you, it, how, how invigorating is it for you to, to do this feel? How invigorating is it for you to be able to, to go out there dressed up in, you know, dressed up makeup and everything and just have a fun time. Oh, it's, it's grounding for me. It's, it's, it fills my heart with so much love. It's so exciting because my own personal experience with it is like, there's, I hundreds of people that I've met thousands of people I've met because you know of my shows and my connection with Lunar Fair and things like that um that people literally will reach out to me the other day I was at a performance and a little girl seen me perform a few months ago came up and gave me a gift and what it was was a book about drag queens a children books about drag queen and when I opened it she signed it and it said dear cookie dough I love you love Penelope so Aww. it's having things like that where like you you get your love and your cup filled not only from your own family and friends but from strangers is really really invigorating it's very it's hard to put to words to be honest because it's like to be honest i don't want to come off very like egotistic and be like oh, people it's great <laughs> but you know it's it's true i walk around the lunar fair and everyone's like cookie cookie oh we love you the kids run up to me the kid like the adults run up to me people always want to take pictures it's so much fun yeah. it's so fun to just be who you are and people are celebrating you and loving you you know because like i kind of I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but I'm gonna mention it now. But like for me, I'm not trying to fulfill a character or a persona. I, this is cookies. Yeah. Me, cookies. My feminine side of my whole embodiment. There's my masculine side, which is Michael, and then there's my feminine side, which is Cookie. So it's like when I go out, I'm not. I'm just me, being like, hey, "What's up? How's it going?" So. Yeah, it's very long answer short. It's amazing. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, like, yo, Cookie, for you, it, it goes back to what I was talking about with the wrestling thing. Like, for a lot of people with these personas that they present or whatnot, it's just them turned up to 11 more than anything else. Like, this That's is, it? This, this is, like, what I'm seeing right now is just the feminine side of you just turned up to the fullest. Like, really showcasing to the world, this is who I am. You know you love me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. You said it best. <laughs> I, I try to think that I can speak very eloquently on the situation. <laughs> but, like, it, it honestly makes sense because, I mean, like, especially with the opportunity that drag presents, like, there's not good, you know, without drag, I cannot think of many opportunities for you to be able to really put yourself out there, like, to the fullest like this. But, like, with drag, yeah. it's a true outlet for you to really exhibit the creativity and the femininity that you have into the fullest and, like, especially in a wonderful world that is drag, you know, you can see so many people like see that love and appreciate that love and passion you have for essentially yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And one of my favorite things about doing drag too, is all the other Queens who are doing the same thing. I am that are feeling the same thing. I am that are putting in the work that I am or more, you know, and being able to build a, bigger community together because you're right there's not much that i can do without the drag community and i'm very grateful for it and however it's like something that you know we're constantly working on because it is new and still becoming accepting and it's still becoming you know 
I hear it all the time from my own family. Sometimes my brother, you know, he's not very fond of it because I read a book to a child in a dress. But guess what? There's a lot worse things going on out there. And, you know, for us in the drag world, all we're trying to do is just be a ray of light. Just have some fun. Come dance. Come drink. Come have fun. Come listen to a book. Whatever. Let's just have a good time. There's so much going on in the world. The last thing we need to do is continue to add fuel to the fire. Absolutely. I was going to say, like, you know, I'm sure... It's hard to ignore, especially with you being in the in the you know pit of the flame that is the drag world. But it's kind of hard to kind of ignore kind of how society's trying to attack the drag world at this point, which is like upsetting because it's not like you guys are going out there and like trying to cause chaos. You guys are just trying to have a good time and trying to get everyone involved to have a great time. I kid you not. The simple the, the reason people are starting this is because they are uneducated or they are unaware or unexperienced in how this works Mm -hmm. because they hear oh drag queens are people who perform in bars half naked they now think everybody who's a drag queen performs half naked in bars that's not how this works it's not there's like i always say and i reference this a lot everything in the world everything in the universe has is on the spectrum And there are different levels of things, and that's like drag. Yeah, there are some people, and include myself, where we're in bars dancing, you know, in lingerie and heels and things like that. But we also are aware of how to read the room and read the crowd and understand the assignment for what gigs we're being booked for. Because at the end of the day, people are reaching out to us and telling us, hey, you know, so yeah, I can go to a nightclub and do that. I can also go to a library or a bookstore and read a book to a child in a gown and not pertain the same message, excuse me. Bless you. Pertain the same message, thank you. Um, as, you know, as a nightclub look, you know, because a lot of times I feel like it's so frustrating because everyone will pick one thing about what we do in the drag community and kind of tunnel vision on it. Whereas, like, if you want to do that with other careers and things like that, I mean, it's it's all the same. It's simply... Pops, why do they have guns? Why are children around guns? Why are children around parents who are making love in their own house and the walls are paper thin? Hello? It's not, it's, why are your children dressing up in half cheerleading uniforms or football uniforms or, you know, things like that? That That's where it all comes from, you know? And to be picked apart in the drag community, as I digress, it's just... It's frustrating, so that's why we need to stick together to do what we need to do. Absolutely. I was going to say, like, you know, on the flip side, like, when it comes to the people that are coming out and attacking you guys, like, you know, they're like, you know, well, obviously they're trying to indoctrinate the kids, blah, 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 blah. Like, you're not going to be, do- you're not, you're not going to be doing that with like movies and stuff like that. Like, you clearly know when a movie is not made for a kid. So you're not going to take that kid to that movie. Just like with Thank certain, you. just like with certain drag shows, if they are going to have a situation like you were talking about, you know, in the bar, half naked, stuff like that, you guys got to make sure to advertise, hey, this is not for kids. Keep the kids away. If the parents bring the kids to the bar, you have several, I have several questions for that parent in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, a hundred percent. That's exactly what I mean. It's so frustrating because they're just pinpointing on things like that. And, you know, I've actually had a serious situation where I did a story hour back a few months ago in Montgomery, New York, and I was receiving death threats. I was receiving phone calls. I was almost docked. 
Um, they literally took a picture of me and made a yard a yard sign and said no more monkeys in our bed, um, things like that. Like, yeah, they 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 will do anything. But luckily, these people are yet again uneducated because they bought tickets to my show and they forgot to use a different email address. <laughs> And not only was it just an email address, it was the local trophy-making business that bought the tickets. So now we know who owns that business is now the one behind all this, doing all this. Oh, wow. And I'm the type of woman where I love to serve things nice and hot. So, you know, what do I do? I screenshot his email address. He bought three tickets, and I tagged Pops Trophy in Montgomery, New York. Thank you for your support, guys. Um <laughs> Called them out on Facebook. I said, hey, guys, thank you for your three tickets and supporting the local drag queens. It's great to see a local business support the LGBTQIA community. Deleted. <laughs> then they continued to do things like that. And that yard sign I told you they made about, a business put that yard sign in front of their business. So I called that business. And I said to him, hi, my name's Cookie Dough. I'm the girl on that poster in your front yard. I'm very confused about this because... It says no more monkeys in our bed, and there's a gentleman dressed as a monkey holding me. So I'm not the monkey. I must be like a banana. So are you saying drag is appealing? Ah. <laughs> and the yard sign was gone. <laughs> you know, so it's, it, it's honestly, it's finding that silver lining. It's and just serving it right back because sometimes they, they can't do situations like that. You know, like you're now we know your whole business is in support of this, no matter what you're going to say. And like they, that they were the ones that were behind the TikToks being made of me, the Instagram accounts, you know, they were taking videos and photos of me on my Instagram and trying to use them against me. And everyone's like, she's beautiful. What's wrong yeah. with this? I don't see what's wrong. And then of course, you know, there's others who are just as, silly as they are they're like oh that's a man in a dress look at his shoulders blah 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 it's like please bitch my shoulders are shorter than your wife so back up <laughs> well i guess wow. you, I, i'll say i guess you can say that whenever the time comes and you need to step up you like to give everyone their just desserts you know <laughs> that's it baby i love it i love i'm stealing that no take that's it take it it's it, it, <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure I get half the proceeds if you put that on. Sh- no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you some. Don't worry. I like the share. No, but I mean, I mean, regardless, like it, it, it's good to know that you're actually going. Especially, I'm, I assume the longer you've been in this field, you've really had to develop more or less a thick skin when it comes to certain situations like that. But like, you're just letting some kind of this stuff slide off your shoulder and really taking taking a, a stand when stuff like that is happening and just letting people know we're just trying to have fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, literally. I mean, my thick skin comes from my childhood. I grew up in a very sarcastic, very open family. So it was always like our way of showing love is like throwing digs at each other and joking around like, oh, well, what did you do to your hair? Well, you know, your hair looks like a rat's nest, things like that. <laughs> so it's like I kind of grew up in that already. And then also just like the situations at school where people just, you know, childhood bullies and things like that where you know we're all children we make fun of each other like i'm not gonna say i wasn't not perfect because you know we're children we don't know what's better from right from wrong right. you know so sorry to too. um but you know so it's really it's really interesting i forgot where i was going with this um 
talking about having like the thick skin growing up and that kind of yeah thick skin yeah so charter and all that stuff yes thank you so yeah my thick skin comes from that so i learned to just kind of understand that words are words and they only have power if you give them power and so for me i only allow what resonates with me and what uplifts me and what brings me up in and what doesn't that shield is up good try bounces right off see you later basically you know? look I, I grew up in a very similar household like it's to the point to where i should tell people that try to take a dig at me like look what you said is nothing compared to the bad stuff that my dad has said to me <laughs> right i mean literally i mean my parents not so much it's more my brothers and my, my brother my right, sisters right. but you know yeah oh my god the awful things my brother would say to me jesus my my thick skin's because of him he's crazy <laughs> Um, I, I might keep this in or I might edit this out, but one of my favorite stories to tell is like, I, like my dad had just gotten home from work and I, like, I was like nine, 10 years old and I was just like running my mouth like crazy talking about pointless BS that any nine year old or 10 year old will talk about just like any sort of thing. And again, my dad, he worked like construction stuff like that, like concrete cutting. So like, he's tired, he's exhausted. Like yeah. he's just trying to relax, just do his thing. And like, my brother was there for some reason. I just kept talking, talking. My dad just looked at me. She was like, will you shut your dick liquor for God's sakes? <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> Not your dick liquor. Yeah. That's my favorite. Thing. <laughs> Still one of my favorite phrases that he has ever said. I he, love that. He's like I I work with him nowadays because we both work at the same warehouse now, and like okay. he's one of those people to where like around the around the workplace, everyone knows who he is because he will dig at everyone, including himself. Like he's that kind of personality, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad's very similar. Where it's he's not that kind of he's he knows everybody because my dad somehow is like the mayor of everything he does. Okay, everybody knows my father. Somehow we were in Alabama on a family vacation, and somehow we saw some guy he was went to high school with oh wow and my dad grew up in new york so it's kind of like you know it's like crazy but yeah i mean we all kind of as you say that makes me think of like as i get older i realize how much i'm like my parents i know right that's the thing that i both appreciate because of how good they you know and i'm terrified exactly (laughs) (laughs) and i'm terrified (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I I imagine. I'm oh, sorry. I, I imagine, especially like you know, the 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 further you get along, you know, especially as you get really immerse yourself more into this world of drag, like it, it, how much of yourself you really put into it. So I'm like genuinely curious, like when it comes to the way you want to present yourself, especially with cookie dough, like what is the process for you when you're getting dressed up in drag, like you know, whether it be like the the original concept itself or just the actual process itself of looking as flawless as you do. Oh, thank you. Um, for me, I'm just, it's just how I just want to make sure I feel good as I'm getting ready. I'm just like, I, I listen to my music and I try to pick my outfit out. So it kind of like fits the song or the words or something like that. So it kind of connects it all together visually and audibly, auto, audibly. Now, you know what I mean? Visual yeah. and audio. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you're getting uh, at. <laughs> for, you know, for my process, it's I like to listen to just some music. Sometimes just silence. I like. I really love to just be in the moment and like in my own thoughts as I'm doing my makeup to really concentrate. But a lot of times, just listen to music and just get myself in that you know that glamorous feel that that confident feel that almost that like 
superwoman feel or superman feel or just superpower i should say mm -hmm. um because it's just it really is it's anybody who puts i say put a wig and some makeup on and watch how much your confidence goes through the roof it is unbelievable um but imagine. yeah yeah i mean like it's it's incredible to know that like for you it's just more or less like kind of understanding the vibe you want to go with and really embracing that vibe to the fullest, uh, especially because yeah. I can only imagine that like that may not be the process for everyone. I can only imagine with being in the world and seeing how certain people like sort of get ready or whatnot. Like it, it has to be interesting, like being backstage at a drag show. Like that's one of the things I've like, I've always wanted to see immersive stuff. Like, was it kind of what you were expecting, especially when you first got into this world of drag? Like what was your experience when you first like decided to fully step into this world um my experience was very interesting i well so how can this speak in because it's very so growing up in ohio i came out of the closet at the age of 24 okay. but prior to that my really good friend of growing up in ohio was a lesbian but also a drag king oh. and so this was back in like 2003 to 2000 nope 2008 to like 2012 i'd probably say but a little bit longer too she got into drag so my introduction to drag was the local bars in youngstown ohio um which was really cool because like there was three gay bars near in youngstown there was one in akron one in you know cleveland and pittsburgh were only an hour away so it was really eye-opening i was never really a fan of drag when i was younger because i was always under what the influence of society said instead of allowing the influence of what the art is to persuade my opinion was so i was always like oh, a man in a wig weird oh he's talking about titties and he's a man how weird and now i'm like my titties <laughs> <laughs> um so it was really interesting then because it's like i got introduced because i was almost like a uh assistant hand to my friend who was a drag artist so i got to see her get ready and things like that but you know there are there are each performance and each time i go out and everywhere i perform is always a different experience based on who's there because there's the most there's so much that factors into that hey how what's everyone's feeling today are they happy are they cranky are they tired are they sad or you know whatever it is you know also how are these people there are people who are very you know bitchy there are very people who are very welcoming there are very people who are very shy there are people who you know so it all depends on who's there and who can help influence it backstage but you know I'm getting digressed now because there's so much going in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, um, that's valid. <laughs> I'm just like, there's, there's like so much to it because it's like, I had a different experience of it when I was younger compared to I do now, what I do now. Right. Because for me now I'm able to control what the environment is because of who I'm bringing to my shows, mm -hmm. the, the atmosphere that I get to create by being the first one there. Hi, how are you? Welcome. Oh my God. It's so good to see you. Where are you from? You know, that's the biggest thing I do is when I'm at my shows, I try to make people feel welcome. Mm -hmm. I try to make people understand that you came this you came to this show to see me so now i want to make sure i'm giving you at least five seconds of time to say hi how are you thank you for coming you know because the more 
I do that, the more I understand, the more connections I'd make with people, the more people are likely to come back to shows and the more likely they are to show their full support and not just the follow, if that makes sense. No, that absolutely makes sense. Like, you know, obviously they went there for the experience of it. Like the bare minimum of what you want to do is hopefully fulfill that, that the bare minimum when it comes to like what they expect in the first place, you know? And yep. I mean, like I can imagine not just with, the, the makeup aspect when it comes to the art but like drag as a whole is an entire art form when it comes to like how things are set up the performance aspect really trying to get not only the butts in the seats but really enjoying the show like how like for those that may be curious how would you describe more or less drag as an art form as a whole oh it's it's amazing it's it's for me my my I went to school for hospitality okay. and I did event planning for 16 plus years and then I got into drag. So for me, it's what I love doing. I love planning things out. I love booking peep talent. I love looking for new things. I love, you know, trying to come up, okay, what kind of show we want to do. For me, I don't like to do too much theme shows because drag is an art form and I want people to showcase their art, how right. they want to show it not what the theme is right um so for me it's allowing that kind of situation so overall drag for me it's amazing because it's it's everything i love to do i love to plan things out i love to have fun i love to dress up and i love all eyes on me so it's really a amazing experience and even those who don't really like that full attention I have a friend who's, you know, a little bit more shy and they love doing drag because of it helps them step out of their boundaries and their comfort zone to really understand who they are. I mean, it all comes back to just learning and growing to who you are, if you will. Absolutely. And ironically enough, you're not the first person that I've talked to that has a, a history in hospitality. Um, I had a previous guest. His name is Christian Carrion. Uh, he is a lead writer for Buzzer Blog, uh, hosted his own podcast called Stranger Than Christian, now hosting a podcast where he brings on former game show contestants, asking them about their experience called Tell Us What You Won, or Tell Us About uh -huh. Yourself. Um yeah that's awesome oh my god he's like he's an incredible person but i mean you can easily test this as someone that also worked in hospitality like it's a whole entire process just like juggling everything all at once so i can imagine like, oh my. I, I imagine how much how i'm not gonna say easier it was but how prepared you were whenever you really like embraced the drag stuff and um like put on your own shows like how much how prepared you were for what to expect yeah, 100%. I mean, even just for the process of getting ready, I treat it like an event. I'm like, okay, cool. Here's my timeline. I have to be leave the house at 6 to get there by 7, so I need to start doing my makeup by 2, so I give myself comfort time, so that way in case I mess up anything, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then I need to start packing before I get into my makeup. And then, okay, cool. Now we're ready. Let's go to the show. So now it's like the same thing. It's like, I love checklists. So doing drag and producing shows and hosting shows, even working in shows, it's a checklist. And it's just, you know, that constant work of you have to make sure you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Because like you said, it's not only, it's not just about dressing up and going out and dancing and lip syncing. It's getting those butts in the seats. It's make sure people are constantly coming back. It's make sure you're keeping fresh and you're being interesting. So that way people are enjoying you and want to come back for more, you know, so... No, absolutely. I mean, that makes complete sense. I can only imagine, especially with some of the opportunities you've been able to present, not just for yourself, but other opportunities that you've been able to be a part of. Like, it has to be 
it has to be a wild place to be in, in the, even in the first place. I, I'm genuinely curious. Can you think of some of the most surreal opportunities for you, whether it's, again, ones you've provided or ones you've been a part of since you've gotten into the drag world? Oh my God, absolutely. Debbie Gibson, famous singer. Oh. Um, I have an autograph picture of my poster from my Drag Queen Story Hour because she caught wind of it and was super supportive of it and she sent me a signed autograph picture. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what else? What else? Some unique things have I done? Um, I've been on the front cover of the local paper five times in drag, which hey, is pretty there cool. There you go. <laughs> right? And I live in a very conservative county, so that's pretty cool to have that. Um, I mean, also outside of drag, I've lived a very unique life because being an event planner, I did movie premieres, red carpets, things like oh, that. So it's okay. been a step away from those, you know, celebrity lifestyles or things like that, you know. So it, I always like to say I, I live a very unique life because I want to live a very unique life, you know. I grew up in Sleepy Hollow, New York. So being able to have that connection to Sleepy Hollow where my grandmother's buried in the cemetery on the side that had this horseman's on, you know, little things like that, that so not only in drag, but in life in general, there's so many unique situations that I run into. I kind of touched base earlier too with like, you know, getting gifts of just from people I've met once and then seeing them again, they're like, you've just inspired me. You've, you know, just made my child feel so loved. Here's a gift for, you know, as just saying thank you. So I like to just say I live a unique life because I want to live a unique life. So I always try to be unique so unique things happen to me, right? You, What you do and what you put out will come back in tenfold, so... I mean, you certainly are a, a unique person, if I do say so myself, since I've had this conversation with you, both like with your your real life, you know, responsibilities as the event planner, but also like with Cookie, like the 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 way you've really embraced it and the way you've really showcased it and really, again, just had a blast with it in, in the, uh, the first place. Like I can only imagine like some of the opportunities you could have down the line, especially if you keep going forward with this thing. Ooh, let's hope so let's hope so mama's gonna try that's the goal you know <laughs> is, is is there like a dream opportunity that like you would kill for like if if you were to have the opportunity to like either work at a certain place or have a certain opportunity like what would be the dream cookie dough like experience Ooh, i've always wanted to have my own like variety show like all that or like Something like that, because I really love to do improv and I love like just being on the fly with things. And I just think it'd be like, especially like, because sometimes what I think about is like making little short videos, like similar to all that or things like that. So for me, it'd be like a little variety show of some sort where, you know, I could just have fun and entertain and just, you know, be silly and goofy and come up and use my creativity and my art to be able to showcase what I want, if that makes sense. Yeah, what well, <laughs> I can only think of some of the unique titles, especially if you want to go like you know as cookie dough or whatnot, something like you know shaking and baking or what's cooking with cookie dough or something like that. Oh, that's <laughs> if I ever open my own dispensary, it's baked with uh, cookie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the outside of drag goal. I want to be go. a dispensary owner. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of cookie, like, obviously I've talked about like the experience itself, but obviously like as the art aspect of it, I think I may have illustrated it earlier, but like you've been able to put forth some like really stunning designs as cookie though. Like I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely curious. What are some of your favorite 
like I don't want to say design, but uh, yeah, what are some of like your favorite look. outfits or favorite looks? There you go. Some of the favorite looks. Yeah. You put forward. Uh, my Barbie look for sure is my all time favorite. Uh, that yes. And to be able to experience that, like I was hired to come in and play Barbie and just stand there so I didn't have to perform and <laughs> standing on the streets and all the children and all the adults being like, hi, Barbie, hi, Barbie. You know, it was just so fun. But I also just felt like so, so beautiful in that. I just felt so glamorous and so real. And it's like my childhood of being like, always playing with Barbies and secretive and then now being able to be my own version of my own Barbie was like an aha moment because I was like, so real. I'm like my own Barbie, you know, not a lot of people. I, I mean, not a lot of people get that. exactly. I was going to say, like, I mean, like I certainly saw that look. Cause I think it was one of the first ones I saw whenever I looked at your profile and by God, you rocked it. Like you nailed Ooh. that look to a T <laughs> dotting all the eyes and everything. Like it was Magnifique. It, it was chef's kiss. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, cookie best served is hot and juicy. There, there you go. <laughs> like, stupid. <laughs> but hey, it's, it's still catchy. I mean, that's the thing that I also like really appreciated with yourself, uh, with how you've been able to present yourself, just kind of your branding, especially with this cookie dough thing. Like, I know you probably get, put a good bit of thought into this but having like you know the the places or like your your merch store being like the bakery and stuff you know i yeah i i think you can easily agree with me whenever i say that you probably picked one of the better names in drag when it comes to cookie dough just with the possibility of ways that you can present yourself yeah a hundred percent and that that's the whole reason i wanted to because like i have to sell myself to make money so how can i sell myself the best way how easy bake oven baby that's I grew up like literally joking with like, <laughs> this is probably so mean, but like, you know, like, people used to call me a faggot and shit like that and stuff like that. And I would just around like, yeah, well, at least I'm not easy, like an easy bake oven. Oh, <laughs> so the cookie clap, has like, oh, <laughs> right. So the, the, the cookie's always been there. So it's always been like, I love creating things. So that's why it's just, I, I just hone roam into it. Every, everything I do has to have some kind of cookie term, feel, or touch to it. So, I mean, and especially like you said earlier, with all the different kinds of cookies that are out there, like literally the puns alone are endless. I mean, goodness. it's endless. Literally, please. I mean, I could be here all day. Where, where should I start? Zero. No, I'm just <laughs> I was gonna say, like, even right off the bat, like, talk about the art aspect when you're talking about, like, you know, do like, you know, the the drawing on the island or whatnot. You're just making a snickerdoodle. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. a snickerdoodle. <laughs> you brilliant. Okay, after this, I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna use you as my marketing manager. <laughs> that was brilliant. Hey, you know what? You're, my message was right. That dick liquor is good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, now just because you said that, I have to leave that story in just so that bit yep. makes sense. <laughs> yes, you do. Absolutely. <laughs> Bravo. Well, I mean, like, look, I'm a person that appreciates a good pun. So anytime that I can see that, like, someone, yeah, exactly, someone like yourself is truly embracing it with the, with the puns and stuff, like, it, it, it just makes uh-huh. sense, you know? It's so fun. I mean, it's like, let's just have fucking fun, man. Like... We're, life is too serious. We have to work. We have to pay our bills. We have to live. We have to survive. 
let's just have some fun please like that's what this world needs is more and more fun absolutely now i i kind of asked this a little bit earlier but i want to like get a little bit more nitty-gritty with this question because you were talking about like some of the surreal opportunities that you've had because of drag but i'm wondering obviously what happens because of drag and what happens in a drag show can be two different things sometimes so i'm curious for you is there a particular moment in a show that you were able to perform at that will forever like resonate with you whether because of how impactful it was or just because of how funny the situation was Ooh, what show resonates with me um i would have to say a show that resonated with me I'm going to say shows, multiple, but okay. when I do my shows at the Lunar Fair, those are very, like, it's an out-of-world experience because, A, we're performing under either a full moon or a new moon, mm-hmm. so those energies alone are there. And then, B, you add in thousands of people at the fair, and then you have hundreds of people watching you in drag in dirt in grass in gravel Mm -hmm. they don't care they're there to watch you live your life and so lunifer is always so magical to me i mean that is just standing i think the most i've ever had at a show was almost like 600 people like just standing around watching drag queens perform and just listening to me talk listening to me you know put on a whole show for an hour so the Luna Fair is my favorite experience thus far. And it always sticks out because it's, it's, it does so much to me. It regrounds me. It heals me. It makes me feel, it makes me feel it and want it more because after leaving the Luna Fair show, I'm like, yes, let's do more drag. Come on. Let's keep going. Like, yes. Oh my God. They ate me alive. They loved it. They wanted more. I mean, damn cookie. Keep serving that shit. I mean, you know, as cookie dough, people like to keep snacking on it, you know, even when they're not supposed to, you know? <laughs> That's the best part about a cookie. You can't, once you pop, the fun don't stop. Exactly. There we go. That's a wonderful way to look at it. Now, I'm I'm also genuinely curious because obviously you've talked very positively when it comes to drag and all these experiences. I'm, I'm genuinely curious, like, where do you think, like, I can only imagine how impactful drag is for you. Like, I, I can imagine it's probably even rough at this point to imagine, like, what would the world be like, it, or what would your world be like if you hadn't involved yourself in drag? Ugh, boring. It's <laughs> a good Mundane, start. <laughs> basic, um, Christian? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Amen. <laughs> I mean, um no yeah i would be you know working on i don't know what my life would be i'd probably still be doing like event planning and working like 16 plus hour days like just making sure everyone's happy and everything looks good and making sure everyone's you know i'd still be in the entertainment business it would be either in front or behind you know backstage or front of stage so that's probably where I would be if I didn't have drag in my life. Cause I got, I got, I gotta have fun. I have to have an interesting career. I have to have an, inter- an interesting life. I can't just live such a mundane way. I mean, you certainly seem like someone that is having fun with this. Like just thinking back, even like listening to your story and thinking back as a whole, like all the way back when your art journey started with your parents introducing to yourself, like it has to more or less amaze you the, the journey you've come along both as an artist and as a drag queen. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. I, 
it sometimes like freaks me out talking about my experiences and my life, not only like in and out of drag because of like all the uniqueness that I have that sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, she just like, people probably think like, she's just making that up to make herself seem cool. You know, it's very weird, but I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm grateful for the experiences that I have because it's just one after another once one door closes another door opens once one door closes it's just constant and that's what i want to do and that's what it, it's the universe is telling me i need to keep working at this and keep doing what i need to so that way i can keep becoming the best version of myself and really hone in on my skills and really do what i'm meant to do i really feel like drag has been my purpose in life i do feel like it's my life calling because it's just i can remember even when i was young standing on the side my mom had this long my parents had a we had a patio and then steps i went down the side in the long walkway and i would just spend okay. hours out there on the walkway making outfits out of sheets playing superheroes doing whatever you know being a reporter i remember calling myself michelle the reporter and like i'm here on the crime scene blah blah, blah you know just just having fun so you know it's it is what it is I, i'm just i'm just thinking like especially the way you kind of presented just the, the reporter is like hi i'm slaying here on the murder scene where someone has been slain <laughs> <laughs> literally yep yep a hundred percent absolutely death trap no. <laughs> goodness well, i mean we've been talking a lot obviously about like the incredible art you've been able to immerse yourself in especially this unique world that you know in my opinion obviously deserves a lot more love and support that's why i wanted to have you on yeah but with this next question if i may why don't i go a little bit above and beyond and ask you more or less the dream scenario and i kind of asked this but maybe you know we can go a little higher with this one let's say i am big shot mr Moneybags. i come to him like look cookie we know you can absolutely slay with whatever opportunity that we present to you i mean you've as we can tell from how you look right now you're doing a good job keeping that you know mentality more than anything else we have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible and more money than there should be possible we really should be paying those actors at this point i mean they've been striking for a while we'll we'll focus on them in a little bit right now we are focusing on you and you alone spotlight on you if given this opportunity what would be the dream cookie dough project Mm -hmm. but well a first we're gonna make sure those actors and writers all get their money before i do because they this is long before i have (laughs) Uh, but what would my dream what oh what would i love to do i mean honestly i would love to be on like tv of some sort i love i would love to do like some kind of whether it's my own TV show or on some kind of TV show. Um, wow, I've never really thought about what I wanted my dream opportunity to be. I'm I'm always just like I just want to perform and have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I just wanna I just want to be able to go out and be like, hey, what's up? Are you ready to have a good time? Let's party. Um, so ideally, too, I mean. Ooh, that's so tough. You stumped me here. I try to that's... ask. Some, I try to ask very interesting questions at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I would, I would have to say TV. I would love to be on TV. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. TV. I mean, I, I know you kind of emphasized it earlier with having your own like cookie dough variety show. I think that'd be a very interesting thing to see. Yeah, you know, I think it'd be fun. Like with other drag queens and yeah. the whole thing is 
like just campy, stupid little short bits or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, because like especially nowadays, like the only and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like at least the main form that anyone sees drag show of any kind on TV is RuPaul's Drag Race. So like having a, having an opportunity to have that being showcased not in a competition format, but in a fun comedy hour kind of situation, the possibilities are endless, especially with what you guys are able to do as drag queens, like really presenting yourselves. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and that's watching RuPaul. That's when I fall in love with the, most of these queens is during those little skits and musical numbers and things like that, because I really love to see the the realness of people. I like yeah. to see the rawness of it. I want to see, I don't want to see the well put together. Look how beautiful I am, because guess what? Money and all that can make you look as beautiful as you want. But it's that personality. It's that creativity or should I say that charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent that go. will make somebody the best of the best. And I see what you did right there. Um, <laughs> I didn't do it. RuPaul did. That's I know, not me. RuPaul, That's I know cool. RuPaul did that, but still. Um, and I just got to say, like, yeah, no, especially when it comes to, like, the, the drag race and stuff like that. Like, obviously, you know, most of the drag queens do a great job really looking stunning, but especially, like, the comedy bits. Like, I know a lot of people fell in love with, like, Jigs Monsoon, like, because of how she was able to present herself in some of the, like, the improv bits or whatnot. Like, it's... Yeah. Ab- I mean, and also, she's brilliant. She's so quick-witted, and she's always on she's and she does it effortlessly i think that's what why she's so top tier drag is because she's effortless they are someone that i would kill to have on the podcast just have a conversation with them oh my (laughs) god i would still just like fucking hold their hand for a second please just be in their (laughs) presence something oh my god i would love to do it all you would kill to hold their hand that's why you had the reporter on the scene talking about the say you're holding their hands Uh, it's all coming back to me it's all coming back <laughs> but sadly we gotta get down from the dream scenario we gotta get back to reality and i'll ask the ever so generic question where do you hope to see yourself say five to ten years from now uh hopefully with better wigs um not start <laughs> Not that your wigs aren't bad, but I mean, still, no, I see- of course not. I want more, and I want different ones. And there's always room to grow. Trust and believe. You can't see the whole cookie jar right now, but there's so much room for wigs. I didn't realize that's what you called. Um, that's what you called your space, the cookie jar. That's brilliant. Yes, and I actually have a sticker above my door as I leave my room my cookie jar it says fresh baked there you go (laughs) yeah um but five to ten years i want to be able to have my sewing skills under absolute perfection so that way what's in my head i can start creating and not relying on other people because yes it's great to have other people be able to do things like that but sometimes they don't get the image exactly the way we want it Mm -hmm. so i like to be i want to be able to do that but also growing up my grandmother was a big sewer so i spent a lot of time watching her sew and we've made a few outfits together sewn together so i really like that because i want that to be engraved in my life somehow um but also five years i'm hoping that i have more shows produced and i'm doing bigger and better shows even better than i i will be doing bigger and better shows than i am now and i'm hoping to be not only continue working in the tri-state area but hopefully across the globe absolutely i'll tell you what if you ever make a trek down to georgia let me know i'll be more than happy to show up to one of your shows 
Actually, I'll be in Georgia around Thanksgiving. Hey, okay. <laughs> I'll definitely try. <laughs> I can do a one woman show for you if you want. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll definitely keep that in mind. But before we divulge into that, if I may, as we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question I want to ask you. Obviously, you've been deeply entrenched in art for ages now. Like I said, it was something that you were more or less like raised into at this point. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? The most important thing in the world. Art is in the word earth. Art is in the word heart. Art is in the word. It is so important to us. It is so important to create, to have creativity, to express yourself, to be able to do unique things. Because guess what? Creativity and art came, created a lot of things we use these days. A tire. Yeah. A house. A car. Those are those are artistic things that people found upon at one point and said, Oh, what are you doing wasting your time with that metal? You're not gonna be able to make a drive. <laughs> now look at us. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look back and see that everything before now before it was accepted used to be hated until because people now are fully acknowledged about it. It goes with art too. But art is constantly pushed out because it's so broad and that people feel like there's not a way to live off of that. But the way to live is what they're referring to as a societal way of just working the nine to five, paying your bills, and that's it. I think there's more to life. And with art, I think it's going to be able to create a bigger and better world for us and a world that is more designed and designated to our true human selves and not what society or religion wants from us. That is beautifully worded, if I do say so myself. Thank um, you. Cookie, that is all the questions that I have for you. I've already showered you with a bunch of praise, but I want to show you a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what the fuck I want. Oh, I love it. But wait, before we go, I have 25 questions for you. Okay, go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it wouldn't be the first time someone's asked questions for me on the podcast. <laughs> no, but. Uh, all right, I'm going three, two, one. Welcome to Cookie's Podcast today. We're here with. No, I'm just <laughs> Freaking, uh, like, you know. I'm sure we could think of like some interesting name, like the Cookie Cash or something like that. If you were to have a podcast, uh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah like, the, that could that could be the, the the freshly baked with with cookie dough thing or whatnot. Yeah, exactly right. We'll we'll figure something we'll out. Figure we'll get something. my own podcast. But I think I'm gonna do more YouTube. <laughs> there you go. That's a good start. But back to what I was originally gonna say, Cookie. Like I said, I only recently heard about you and what you've been able to put forward. But ever since I really got to immerse myself in just a short amount of time, I've been nothing short of amazed. Like, like once again, the way you promote yourself, the way you present yourself, like I can tell there's a lot of love, passion, and confidence in what you're doing with this field. Like it, it's it's a truly unique art form that I am more than happy to to talk about. I definitely want to bring more drag artists on this podcast and i'm glad that you were the first one to do so because i think you set an incredible standard for inc for drag queens in general with like really embracing who you are really turning what character you what your personality is you you yourself turning that up to the fullest and really going out there sh showcasing what confidence you have for whatever situation good or bad and really just putting out a fun time for everyone to be involved with like i I truly love and appreciate that despite the adversity that society wants to put on you, like you're just going out there and just having a good time. And that really shows in everything that you do. And especially getting the opportunity to sit down and talk to you, get to really learn your story. Like I, I, 
I truly have a, a great level of love and appreciation for you and what you do. And I sincerely am excited to see what you're going to be doing next because I can only imagine how exciting and how fun it can be. Like, I want to see that, that cookie dough, cookie show, whatever you want to do. <laughs> like, I want to see, like, those opportunities. I want to see you have opportunities with other incredible drag queens and, like, the, the interactions and fun you guys can present. Like, I... It, it just makes me excited for what's next for you. So, I mean, at the end of the day, thank you for what you do. Keep up the incredible work. And sincerely, thank you for putting yourself out there. I know, especially in today's world, it's not the easiest thing to do. But the fact that you're doing such a fantastic job with it is incredible. And it makes me excited for what's possible with the future of drag. Thank you so much for those sweet words. I mean... Right there is the whole reason why I do it. I mean, we spent all of an hour together and you can see, like, you already know who I am. And that's why I always try to be just open and honest with everybody. Because at the end of the day, I want people to like me for me. And I appreciate all those sweet words. And I'm very honored to be the first drag queen ever featured (laughs) on the podcast. Certainly the first, but hopefully not the last. But I mean, hey, like I yes. said, you you really set a good standard for all those that have to follow suit, you know? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's the best part about being cookie. We set the bar high. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Now, for those that might be curious on, you know, why I'm giving all this praise to you or whatnot, go ahead and plug your stuff for the people at home. Yes, of course. You can find me on Instagram at morecookiepleasecom underscore. And that's all I really use. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, you also have your incredible merch shop with those wonderful designs as well on Teespring. So I'll be sure to, to lead people that way. Oh, oh, your mic cut out. Oh, there you go. Okay, it's back. I don't know why your mic. Second, talk for a second. What did you? Matt. Okay. Oh, okay. One second. I, I heard you for a second there, but how? Uh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. You can find me at more cookie please underscore on Instagram and my LinkedIn tree linked nope sorry Linktree yeah. is backslash more cookie please as well which my merch is there and everything else and uh, if you miss any link though I can see it's, I'll still have all those links in the description below I got you covered more than anything else yes thank you do you have any final words before we sign off of course what I'd like to leave everybody with is just a little sweet crumb and that is to stay sweet and don't get crumbled Amen to that. And with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, pay your artists. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, it genuinely warms my heart to see you stick around this long. (laughs) Like I said in the intro, this was certainly quite the conversation, and I knew going into it, like, especially talking to Cookie, I knew that going into it, it was going to be an interesting conversation, uh, one way or another. Cookie, if you've made it up to this point, sincerely, thank you for your time, especially on such short notice. Um, 
You were fantastic. You were stunning. The outfit really surprised me. I, I, I appreciate it to all different fronts. And for those that did listen, I sincerely hope that whether the conversation was joyful or serious, you sincerely enjoyed. Um, you know, some people might think that the serious conversation about drag was like a little political stance. And, and the truth is, when it comes to the podcast, I don't want to get political. That's just not what this podcast is about. Yeah, you know, this podcast is supposed to be partially an escape for people. Let them kind of into the world of their favorite artists and let them truly immerse themselves in the incredible art that they have to produce. But, you know, sometimes I bring on an artist to where for the conversation that we have to talk about, you can't you can't just bounce, dance around the topic. You can't dance around certain issues. You know, I, I could go into detail about how I feel about certain political issues, but that's not what I'm here for. But whenever the guest that I bring on has something important that they need to say about the thing that they do and the thing that helps them creatively drive them forward, I can't say no to it. I can't silence their voice. It is their voice. I, I, I just want you guys to know that I do support Cookie. I support the drag scene. That is something that... I think it's absolutely incredible. It gives so many people an opportunity to truly express themselves. And the people that are just trying to use scare tactics to drive people away from it should not exist. Like, those arguments should not exist. Like I said in the episode, you know, if you're going to be taking your kids to the movies, you're not going to obviously take them to some gore fest or some, like, triple X movie. You're going to take the time to make sure that you're doing right by your kid. And if you think taking them to some drag show in a bar is going to be the best entertainment for a kid, again, I have serious questions for you. All I'm trying to say at the end of the day is, no matter what the situation is, if it helps a person creatively express themselves, I want to help them support that. And drag is a major, major way for a lot of people to truly express themselves. And I know I said in the episode that this was the first time I've had drag queen on the podcast, but I'm going to promise you this is not going to be the last time. If nothing else, my mom has been recommending me a drag queen that I have been forgetting to bring on this podcast. Uh, when that happens, I'll be sure to address it in the intro. But, like I said, like for these people, this is not just you know a fun thing for them. This is a way to truly express themselves to the fullest, and we need to show love and support for that. We need to make sure that those people that are trying to ruin that creativity, that their voices are not the loudest in the room. The loudest voices need to be the people that are truly expressing themselves to the fullest and having the most fun that they can at the end of the day. If you guys don't like that opinion about me, that's fine. This is just what I think. And to be honest, this is probably the most I'll ever get when it comes to, you know, political, serious topics and stuff. Because at the end of the day, these are people trying to be themselves. Let people be themselves. Let people express themselves. Love these people. Support these people. Let that passion grow for these people. Please show that love and support to those amazing people today.